Good morning, and welcome to the Sunday service of Free Community Church this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And a big shout out to those who are joining us online as well. Recently, we've learned that there are people who are watching our service regularly from the UK, from Australia, from Philippines, and even from Brazil. So if that's you, a warm welcome to our service this morning. So let's take a moment to greet one another. If you're here on site, you can turn to your neighbor and give them a wave. Uh, if you're watching online, you could type into the YouTube chat maybe where you're watching from, uh, greeting, and our friendly moderators will also be there to respond to your comments. So um, today, again, is a special service. As you can see, our lovely worship team is up here with us. So we get to... So we're really grateful to them for all their hard work during this last two years where they've been coming here to do filming and bring us the videos. But of course, it's so much better to have them in person. I mean, it's just a million times better. So I'm really looking forward to today's worship. And of course, just a reminder, we can sing, but we have to keep our masks on. So um, now, please join me in the call to worship. Please rise. Come, walk in green pastures. We follow the shepherd. Come, lie down in green pastures. We trust, we trust the shepherd. Come, dine at the table of abundance. We are, we are fed, fed by, by the, the shepherd. Come, dwell in God's house. We, we live, live in the shepherd's, shepherd's care. Loving shepherd, you know our names. You care for us. When we face darkness and death, Walk beside us. When we hunger for your love, fill us with your presence. When we are fearful, feed us at your table. May, May we, we dwell in the house of goodness and mercy all the days of our lives. Amen. So please remain standing and let's join our hearts and voices together in a time of worship. We turn it over to the worship team. But who's having a rather challenging and tough week this week? I am. Yeah. So I have a secret to share with you. And that's actually in Psalms 139. If I could read the passage for you. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. As we sing the next song, be comforted to know that God knows you, your life, and how's it going to turn out. So just got to have a little faith.
song, we often, we often ask this question, Lord, there must be more than this. Today, let's invite the Spirit of God to breathe in this place, into our families, our loved ones, and into our lives. 
within us, that we may be a people of passion, O oh God. Thank you for giving us, your church, the gift of your spirit. Breathe on us, breath of God, love and life that makes us free. Teach our hearts, heal our souls, that we may learn to love like you, Holy Spirit, we are not ready for you, but we know that you are ready for us, ready to change our lives if we are willing. Just as the disciples in the upper room, O oh God, we still our hearts and we wait on you together in this place. Set our hearts on fire with your love. Blow away our fears and our doubts Tune our ears to the rich diversity of languages and cultures around the world. Enable us to speak in new languages, especially the language of love. Open our eyes, God, to the amazing beauty, power, and diversity of your creation. Help us embrace the diversity of all peoples and all relationships as we celebrate the love that is at the center of it all. Breathe into us again the joy and the hope of the resurrected Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.
So it's good to be back here at FCC. I first want to thank um, Pastor Mack, Pauline, and everybody who has um, welcomed me for all the past five years, five and a half years since I've been here um, in, 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 back in Singapore. Um, thank you for the invitation to uh, be back at the pulpit. This is the first time I'm preaching in many years um, in, in front of a live audience. So I am thankful, but also just as nervous. Um, so I was busy belting out my voice over there because I need to warm up my voice. So thank you for this opportunity. And before I start, Digging into the, the, the today's scripture, um, I want to give you some context here. So, 50 days after the, the resurrection of Jesus, Easter Sunday, it's Pentecost. And today is Pentecost Sunday. And we find ourselves here. Whether you're online or at, whether you're here in this space, you are here. You are here at Pentecost. We find ourselves following the story of the early beginnings of the Jesus movement. The Jesus movement also called the way. But this way isn't an easy way. In fact, in Pentecost is also considered um, the birth of the church. So happy birthday! <laughs> so let's recap. Recap on what the followers of Jesus, whose rabbi, their teacher, their healer, their friend, the one that was the thorn in the flesh for the Roman Empire, and also the Pharisees and the Sadducees, because they are sad, you see. <laughs> I try. <laughs> the followers of Jesus, they followed the happenings. Some of them were bystanders of, of what had happened, the different events, the capture, the trial, the walk towards Jesus' crucifixion, the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering. Among Jesus' disciples and followers, there were those who betrayed him with a kiss. And the one that denied Jesus three times, and then the rooster crows. Then there were the women, the women who stood by Jesus while he was on the cross, offered him something to drink. Then there were those who, the women again, who found themselves at the tomb, and that the tomb was empty, and so they were the first evangelists. The women, surprise! It was the women that proclaimed the gospel that Jesus is alive and they went out to tell others but were shushed for their nonsense. What babbling. Then we find ourselves here at Pentecost at the upper room. Second floor, one commonwealth. <laughs> Without knowing what is going to happen, waiting and let's also be mindful that these were folks who experienced and witnessed a very traumatic event, the death of someone. Fifty days later, you have Pentecost. Put a pause. But two years ago, when the global pandemic of COVID-19 uh, COVID hit, 
It was mandatory that everybody, wherever you are, you stay in place. And that felt a little bit like Pentecost because the followers of Jesus, the disciples, they were waiting in the upper room, the waiting, the sense of uncertainty, the, the sense of insecurity because Rabbi wasn't there. Jesus was supposed to be the, the Messiah. Jesus was supposed to be the Messiah, Hamashiach, but he died. And that it was safer being inside than outside. So before I go ahead, there's the redemption of the chalice. <laughs> Let's go to God in prayer. Holy and loving God, may the meditations of my mouth, may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be pleasing unto you, O God, because you are a rock and salvation. Everybody said, Amen. So Acts chapter 2, I'm reading from the message version. I didn't use the amplified because sometimes the amplified version is very loud. And I can amplify this message version. <laughs> so Acts chapter 2, and we'll start. If you can read there, that's good. All right? So when the day, when the Feast of Pentecost came, they, all, they were all together in one place. And without a warning... There was a sound like a, sun, a, a strong wind, gale force. No one could tell where it was coming from. It filled the whole building. Then like wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread throughout their ranks. And they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them to. Then there were many Jews staying in Jerusalem, then devout pilgrims from all over the world. When they heard the sound, they came on the run. Then when they heard one after another in their own mother tongues being spoken, they were blown away. They couldn't for the life of them figure out what was going on and they kept saying, aren't these all Galileans? How is it that we're hearing them talk in our mother tongues? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, visitors from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, and Phrygia, and Pomphrelia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, immigrants from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, even Cretans and Arabs. What did they say? They're speaking our language, describing God's mighty works. Their heads were spinning. You spin me right round, baby, right round. No. They couldn't make up their head, minds over head or tails, any of it. They talked back and forth, and they were confused. What is going on here? Others joked, were, they're drunk on maybe it's cheap wine. This is when Peter, remember Peter? Peter's the guy that denied Jesus three times and the rooster crowed. 
This was when Peter stood up and backed by the other 11, spoke out with bold urgency saying, fellow Jews, all of you who are visiting Jerusalem, listen carefully, get this story straight. These people went drunk as some of you suspect. They had the time to get drunk. They haven't, <laughs> they haven't got the time to get drunk. It is only nine o'clock in the morning. This is what the prophet Joel announced, what would happen that in the last day, God says, I will pour out my spirit on every kind of people. Your sons will prophesy, your daughters too. Your young men will see visions and your old men dream dreams. And when the time comes, I will pour out my spirit on those who serve me, men and women both, and they will prophesy. So here you have this description of what happened at Pentecost. What was the experience like up in the upper room? What overflowed into the streets? The Holy Spirit showed up to what was it described as the strong wind. Then there was the, the evidence of speaking in new languages. New languages that were foreign. You're not supposed to speak our language. New language of, of the foreigners, mainly the traders, mainly the transient migrants. And they were astonished that the followers of Jesus were mainly Jew at that time because the Gentiles have yet to hurt, hear of the gospel. They were speaking in the tongue of the foreigner, the language of the other. And for those who are looking on the outside, the, this seemed ridiculous, outrageous, and even ludicrous. Uh, to those on the outside, these were unknown people, people speaking their language. But for those people in the upper room, these were unknown people that they were speaking in unknown tongues. You see, the language of the other other with an O, big O, is often forbidden. And in fact, there is a discourse in what we'll call the politics of language, whose language is prioritized, whose language is learned, whose language is preferred. And often we are taught to learn the language of empire. In Singapore, our lingua franca is English, not Bahasa Malayu. We learn the language of empire because it is the language of commerce. It is the language of profit, survival, and dominance. And when we speak the language of empire, a lot of it is centered around empire's ideologies, empire's philosophies, empire's mannerisms. You take on the form of empire because your tongue is that of the empire. But what about those in the margins? They are expected to conform to the ways, the language, the mannerisms of empire. 
You have to look like empire. You have to speak like empire. You have to think in submission to empire. So what is radical about this really dramatic event of Pentecost is the speaking in the different tongues, the tongues of the foreigners, the tongues of those who they, the disciples and the followers of Jesus, had despised all along. The tongues of those who have been othered becomes our tongue. The tongues of those who have been othered become our tongue. And for those who are watching on, this is bewildering because this bunch of Jesus' followers have taken the side of the other. These Jesus' followers have, have taken on babbling in tongues that are despised and this becomes the beauty of the gospel message. This becomes the greatest welcome that God extends. Because here's what is at the heart of the gospel message. It is that of hospitality. I know, I know, when you think of hospitality, you think of, you think of tourism, you think of hotels. But think about it. The root word of hospitality in the Greek is translated to the love of the stranger. Or it's also translated to the love of the other. I'm going to stretch that a little. I'm going to say it's also the love for the othered. So we go here in the scripture today in Acts 2. The Holy Spirit is wind. It's uncontrolled. And guess what it means by it being not controlled? It's not controlled by the priests. The religious elites cannot control the spirit. The Holy Spirit wasn't controlled by the elites of society, there is a wildness about this. Why? Because control and discipline are the nature. Control and discipline is the language of imperialism. Control and discipline and submission, that is the language of warmongers, colonizers, but the Holy Spirit is not associated with this. The Holy Spirit is uncontrollable. It's untamable at points. And it points us towards new languages. New languages that the Spirit will lead us to speak. And these languages are languages of love. Languages of compassion. Languages of kindness. Languages of hospitality. Such language has a different value system. It's a different evaluation of people. It has a different evaluation of property. It ushers us into new ways of doing things. To liberate instead of dominate. To speak love instead of hate. To proclaim life-flourishing ways instead of domination and control. But why? To create a culture of love and affirmation. Instead of a culture of fear, intimidation, oppression. 
the ways of empire are taught. We go to class because, why do we go to class? We go to class, we go to school and we sit in class. And in actuality, we're learning the class. We're learning classism, what it means to be like empire. And there's a need to unlearn that. There's a different type of pedagogy when it comes to this. And what happens at Pentecost is a ridicule, very radical distribution of power. Whew. With the coming of the Spirit at Pentecost, it speaks language that proclaims power cannot belong to only Caesar. And here at Pentecost, those tongues of fire of a group of outcasts and misfits, they find themselves at the margins, margins of empire. And they find themselves together with those who have suffered empire's oppression. There is a radical, radical democratization of society from below. The imperial project is being subverted. When we find the spirit of Pentecost, we find it disruptive in, in a very different way. It doesn't share the same values of Caesar. It tells people that they will no longer partake in this system that values profit over people. Do you understand this? It's a whole different new economic system. And to those who believe in the gospel of Jesus, you're given this understanding that power has to be distributed. Power must be distributed. The power, this power, its ability to reach out to the other, Spirit of boldness offered to them to speak boldly, speak firmly about what great thing that God has done. You know, at FCC, at Free Community Church, we often say, say F is for first. Realize everyone is equal. Have you realized that that is some new language. This is a new way. While you are being othered, you are speaking a different language of a different economic way. And this is exactly why you need new languages. Not just one, but many. Because you need to undo unlearn the ways of empire, to teach ourselves and also our children a different way, the Jesus way, the way of nonviolence. And for them, our children, maybe we will learn that war, violence, that's not the way, that maybe they will learn war no more. This was the birth of the early church. Before it got institutionalized by Constantine, the, folk, the followers of Jesus were tasked to change the world. 
this is subversive. OMG. This is a way of doing things that are contrary to the ways of empire. Pentecost brings in new languages, new sounds, new music, new things you can least imagine. Sometimes you are doing things that transcends. But that didn't always happen that so out of a vacuum. It doesn't happen just like that. Pentecost came when the followers of Jesus waited in the upper room. Pentecost came at upper room moments where you wait together. And in the Bible, the upper room is being mentioned many times, whether in the Hebrew Bible or in the New Testament. The upper room was the place where prepared for the prophet of old. It was the place of rest. It was a place for healing. The upper room had been a place for nourishment where you break bread and fellowship. It has been a place of transformation. Those moments of silence filled with hope, grief, sometimes anger and anticipation. It becomes this cacophony of emotions of wanting and waiting. So today, my siblings in Christ, I want to invite you to linger a little longer. Wherever you are, whether you're here or you're sitting, wait a little while. Wait a little longer. While you are in the upper room, this place, the second floor of one commonwealth, is the upper room. I invite you to close your eyes now. Wherever you are, wherever you are in life's journey today, I invite you to open up your heart. Sit. Wait. Because today, this is the upper room. Take me to 
We come now to a time of communion. So just as Pastor Lynette talked about the upper room, so communion recalls another upper room, the upper room of Passover, where Jesus instituted this meal to show ultimately his love and God's love for us. So we gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. Good Shepherd, we take your care for granted. In the midst of your many blessings, we complain of not having enough. In the presence of danger, we fail to trust your abiding love. When you set a table before us, we turn aside from you. Call us back into your fold and help us trust your caring presence and provision that our actions may proclaim your truth. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. God forgives our failures and calls us back into the flock. Loving God, our Good Shepherd, we are the sheep of your pasture and you know us by name. We, we offer grateful thanks for your loving care. Open our hearts and minds to the guiding of your Spirit in our lives. Lead us in right paths that we may serve you in truth and action. Amen. God prepares the table for us offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one else can, restoring our souls, healing our brokenness, nourishing us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. We remember how Jesus, our shepherd, took bread and after giving thanks, broke it and gave it to the disciples saying, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after the supper, saying, 
This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. May I now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If you're watching from home, now would be a great time for you to get some elements of your own to represent the bread and the wine so that we can all partake together. If you're new with us, please hold on to the elements and we will all be taking it together. Come to the table and feast with the shepherd. Let us partake of these communion elements together with thanksgiving.
Please rise as you're willing and able and join me in the prayer of communion. Together. God of love, you abide with us. Your loving presence stills us. You provide us with all that we need in abundance. Help us love one another in truth and action. Help us give of ourselves to those in need. Help us care for others the way our shepherd cares for us. May our lives reflect our wholehearted trust in our shepherd's everlasting love and care. Amen. Please be seated. So welcome again to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where as Lynette said, free stands for first realize everyone's equal. So FCC is an inclusive church. That means you're welcome here regardless of your economic status, your sexual orientation, your gender identity, or any other labels that the world puts on you. So to those of us, those of you who worship with us regularly, and to those joining us for the first time, welcome home. And if you're watching us online and the sermon today has blessed you, then we do invite you to give our video a like, subscribe to our channel so that uh, more people can be introduced to our content. If you're new with us, if this is your first time here, we invite you to leave your details by scanning this QR code or going to fcc.la slash welcome. And we promise we won't spam you. It's just so that our pastors or staff can reach out to you and find out how we can serve your needs. We also have a newcomers meeting at the end of every month. So the next one will be on the 26th of June, and it's after the service. So this will be an opportunity for you to get to meet some of our leaders, find out about what we believe as a church, how we got started, and so forth. And you can sign up by emailing info at freecomchurch.org. Um, anyway, yeah, my name is David, and I'm the service leader for today. So <laughs> I was supposed to mention that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is the um, first of the month, so we have a financial update uh, on where we are with the budget. So the blue line, as you can see, we have two funds, general fund, which pays for our expenses. Primarily, it goes towards our pastors and staff salaries. That's the big bulk of the expense. But of course, it also goes to keeping the lights on. Um, we also have the building fund, which goes towards only one thing, and that's paying for the mortgage on this upper room that we enjoy, uh, which we still have many years to go on that mortgage. So for each fund, we do have a certain fundraising target in order to meet our budget, and that's the 308000 for general fund, 128000 for the building fund. Now, the blue line is where we are supposed to be at this time of the year. The white dotted line is where we actually are. So as you can see, um, the, the news is not that great for this month. I think we are slightly behind by around 2 to 3% overall. So, you know, as FCC uh, is a non-denominational church, we don't really have any support from any major denomination. We only run based on the generosity of our donors and the people who come here, mainly our members. So again, we just um, want to let you know the situation. And we do ask for you know, your help to help us meet our budget. Because as we plan our, our budget for next year, we often will look at the level of giving that we've experienced over the past year. And so as we see, well, can we expand our ministries? Can we offer our staff an increase in salary, which we want to do because that's the right and just thing to do. But we can only base it on what we have projected for the giving. And so when we're behind, it kind of limits what we can plan for the next year. Of course, we do trust God provides, because God does provide. Somehow we always come through in the end, but of course as a board member, seeing the numbers falling behind, 
is a bit nerve-wracking as we go through the year. So um, in the next slide, we do encourage that if you're somebody who is a member of this church, who comes regularly, who gives regularly, then the best way to give would be to set up a standing instruction with your bank so that you don't really have to think about it every week. You know, it's not like, oh, well, this week I feel like, maybe next week I don't feel like. No, it's like in order for the church to run, we actually need a steady recurring stream of income from those of you who consider this your church home. So you can see our two DBS accounts. If you take note of those, you can actually set up a standing instruction or recurring giving with your bank. And then every week you don't have to think about it. In fact, I would actually hope sometime in the future we don't even have to do this whole financial section because the, the, we'll just have that steady stream of income. Right now we're not quite there yet, but Again, as a church, we do not coerce people. We don't ask you to tithe and do all that kind of thing. Actually, it's all as the Spirit leads you to give. And if you believe in the vision and the mission of this church, which is to provide a safe space for LGBT people to worship, I think that's something only this church does in Singapore. So it's really, really important that we keep the lights on here. And also a place for progressive and expansive theology where all questions are okay. You know, we're not saying hey, there's only one way to believe. No, actually, we welcome questions, we think. So that's another thing that's unique to our church. So if you really believe in these two missions and visions, then please do see how Spirit leads you to give. Next slide. So for this slide, of course, there's two ways you can give. You can give by pay now. You can scan the above QR codes, one for general, one for building fund. Or you can give by credit card at freecomchurch.give.asia. And that also allows you to set up a recurring credit card donation but it does have a 1.5% platform fee. So anyway, we will accept uh, giving in any form. And so please join me as we pray for the offering. Dear God, as we're in this upper room together, may you breathe upon us, send your spirit upon us, that we'll be filled with passion for your mission to bring your love, your grace, to all peoples, so that we can include all those who have been excluded, been marginalized, whose voices have been silenced. Lord, let this place be a safe space where all can worship you in freedom, to be who they are, acceptable in your sight. And Lord, may you provide for our ministry so that we can grow and reach more people for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I now invite the stewards to come forward, take up the offering. If you're on site and you want to drop some cash in the bag, please raise your hand and the stewards will come to you. Okay, so while they're going around, we have a few announcements. Okay, the first announcement, very exciting. Okay, this is lunch kakis. So uh, kakis, for those of you who are not Singaporean, it's like, what is kakis? Kakis is a Malay word that means your leg, but actually what it means in Singlish is it's friends, buddies. So, you know, you come to a church for the first time and you don't know anybody, and then you look around after the service and nobody talks to you, and then you kind of sneak out. I mean, has that, have you ever experienced that? I mean, I definitely have. So at FCC, we want to be welcoming, and so we've started Lunch Kakis. And what this is, is uh, um, we will have somebody who can take you to lunch after the service. And so this is for people who are new. Maybe you've been here a few times, but you still don't know a lot of people. Or maybe today is your first time here and you don't have any plans for lunch. Then you can actually join them. So can I invite the lunch khaki people to stand up and wave your hands? 
Chua? Who else is on? Who else is the lunch gakis? Okay, can you stand up so everyone can see? Thank you. So we have we have two at the back. So if you if you want to join them, take note of the, what they're wearing and what they look like. They will be standing at the back of the sanctuary after the service. So just go up, approach them, say, "Yeah, I want to join you for lunch," and then they will take you for lunch. Okay. And if you are a regular here and you're at the coffee shop and you see the lunch gakis want to join your table, please welcome them. <laughs> because we don't know how many people will come. If it's only two people, maybe we should join others. Okay, so that's lunch gakis program. Next one. Okay, the, another exciting thing. For Pink Fest 2022, we're going to have the Abrahamic faiths and LGBTQ. So this is where we're bringing together uh, representatives of three faiths, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, which will be represented by uh, Rabbi Miriam, Imran, who we all know quite well, and Pastor Myak. And they will get together to talk about how these three faiths, which are all tied, you know, all people of the book, right? How have they have viewed LGBTQ people and relationships over the years and the evolution of that understanding? And this will be done on 15th of June, Wednesday, 8 to 9.30 p.m., both in person and online. So if you want to be a part of this and you want to hear what they have to say, you can sign up at the URL here, fcc.la slash hearttruths2022. You do have to sign up. Okay, next. And the last announcement is that we need volunteers for our worship ministry. So maybe you're someone who has some talent in singing, you play an instrument, or you just actually have a heart to serve, and you, know, you maybe want to do help with sound or with lights or anything else then we do welcome you to um, sign up at info at freecomchurch.org as the Spirit leads you, so that we can bring you more of this wonderful, wonderful live worship. Okay, I think that's the last announcement. So I'll now invite Pastor Myak to come forward. That may be the last announcement, but that's not the last thing. Um, for those who do not know, uh, Lynette will be leaving um, Singapore and heading to the U.S. to pursue her Ph.D., and I would like to invite her up um, to um, pray for her. And I have this card that we made for her. Some of you have not signed it yet. Um, and if you wish to sign it, maybe you can hang out later to sign on this card um, before we really present it to you. Um, but I also want to, to say a little bit more. Because Lynette, you have, been, uh, you have been a companion for me and Pauline as clergy. You have blessed us with your wisdom. Um, and your fierce love for us and for FCC. And you have done a lot for us, opened our eyes and our minds in different ways, taught us how to be community in ways that we might not have imagined, brought us to grow in areas that we needed to grow, and we love you. And you, we know you love us. And you have, been a, you have been a blessing to us, and we want to thank you. Uh, because it's often a task that's, um, that you did um, out of your love for us, right? Um, you are, it's our volunteer, you know, you volunteer, you know, you're not part on staff. Um, but we are very grateful for your voice, your passion, and that, and that fire that, that, that is ablaze but does not burn, that has also infected us in some ways. That passion that has brought so much to us. So will you join me in praying for Lynette? 
God, we give thanks for Lynette and the gifts you have showered upon her and all that she has done in her life and what a blessing she has been and is and continues to be for the people she serves, the people she advocates for, for the voices of the, on the margins that she speaks out for, her passion for justice, and her burning love for those who are trampled upon. God, you have been with her. As she continues her work, may she know that she has been a blessing to us here at FCC and to many, many other people in her work. May you continue to bless her as she writes, as she gets her PhD, as she explores. And may her work be continuing that work of justice you have placed upon her. That work to build a world where there's shalom, there's right relationship with one another, that challenging tasks. May she always be that challenging voice that invites us to examine and reflect on ourselves and how we continue to participate in the ways of empire. And may we work, may we work on ourselves and in the world the way of Christ, the way that God has invited us to. And God, bless her, strengthen her. In the times of weariness, grant her rest. And may she know that she is always a part of this family here. She may be far away, but we are always connected with one another. Through you, our God, to you who has given us life and love, go with her, God, as you have always been. All this we pray in your many holy names. Amen. So we are very blessed to have live worship back in our worship team. And so we can do impromptu things like, let's have our worship team come and close us in song. Will you rise and join the worship team in our closing song? And this song, you know, for Lynette, may you be like the burning bush that's ablaze but not consumed. May you carry that flame for justice always.
Sing it out. 
Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Have a good week ahead and we look forward to seeing you next week.